you got light. Don't wait till it's dark to ask questions. check the signs, symbols, hints, clues. The writing's on the wall, but it's up to you. Expansion team dilated people's crew. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Expansion Team Podcast. It is Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. This is your boy Scoops. I'm here with Max and Juan. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What up, player? All right. Big couple days of basketball. A lot of Game 7s. And now we're going to be talking about our predictions for the NBA Finals as well. We're also having like a funeral for Danny's predictions because they were all so good. Shout out your boy Brad Stevens. Shout out the NBA refs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Who wants to start us off? We want to talk about Cleveland and Boston first? Yeah. Sure. Um, game seven was kind of how I thought it would go. I felt like the young the young Celtics did very young things. Jason Tatum doesn't realize how good he is right now. He kind of played a little passive for my taste. The only time he didn't play passive was when he was throwing it down on LeBron. Uh, scary Terry played more like Scare Terry. He shot a whopping what 0 for 10 from three, 0 for 12 from the field. He did not play his best when, it, even though they were at home. To quote some people on the podcast, and home teams never lose at home when they have a 10 game win streak. But I guess that didn't work. Uh, the Celtics have a bright future ahead of them, and LeBron James was simply amazing. And shout out to Uncle Jeff Green, boy was balling. I'm cool with being wrong in this scenario. I am cool with being wrong that the home team had lost the game. I wasn't prepared to say that Boston was going to lose at home yet. And Cleveland's role players hadn't been very successful on the road. And without Kevin Love, it was looking glim for or, or it wasn't looking good for them. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm cool with being wrong with this one. It's not a big deal for me. LeBron going to the finals again for an eighth straight time. Not as big. It's a surprise, definitely. But because it's LeBron, I mean, I've said on the podcast before, I'm fine with being proven wrong by LeBron time and time again. He's the best player in basketball right now. But I don't like his role players. And so if LeBron keeps proving me wrong, that he can keep carrying this bunch of crappy players over and over again to victories, I'm fine with that. How would Brad Stevens play? He didn't play. I mean, oh, he wasn't shooting wasn't threes, bro. Come on, dog. No, nope. Come on, Brad. Brad, you got to do better than that, dude. Come on. All right. So, anything? Any anyone else want to mention anything about or Juan? What's your take on the Cleveland Boston game seven? All I gotta say is LeBron James. That's what happened. The man's amazing. And I may sound like I'm riding them a little bit too hard. I don't care. The man's the greatest basketball player in the world. He single-handedly put the Cleveland Cavaliers on his back and won on the road against a team with a great coach, a great system, a great GM, and just overall just took out their hearts, bro. Like, literally, like, just snatched it out of their chest and like we always say Boston has a bright future but as of right now no one is slaying LeBron off the throne in the east at least so I mean they gave him a scare game seven we're gonna get into the Warriors too they got a little scare but 
at the end of the day, man, Cleveland is in the finals like I've always thought they would be. Even though Kevin Love was hurt, even though Isaiah Thomas didn't work out, even though all their bench players play horrible on the road, didn't matter. The only thing that did matter is that LeBron James played. Not to mention all 48 minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, dog. Your, uh, your LeBron jersey is in the mail. Max, yes or no? Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's a great player. I'd rather have a LeBron jersey than a Celtic jersey. Yeah, I just had a few things I was going to add on to that. One, I like the rhyming. I thought that was hot. Um, some nice lyricism. Nice. Uh, you've been working on your syntax, Brad. I appreciate it. It looks nice. Um, oh, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier were awful. They needed to step up. And I mean, this team, they got to make the finals next year, right? Like, expectations got to be finals or bust. I mean, your two best players aren't there. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them next year. And I don't see how they send Tatum to the bench after he's doing what he's doing. And Marcus Smart, they decided to bring him back, will be big. I just wanted to, you know, shout out myself on the last podcast. I said the Cavs have a guy who can bail them out if they play bad. Well, the Celtics were really missing that guy, like I did say, Daniel. But um, overall, the Cavs got a big test ahead of them, playing the Warriors for the fourth time. They don't. I'm sure they were rooting for the Rockets to pull an upset off, even the, yeah, an upset at home in Game Seven. It sounds kind of crazy. That the Rockets weren't favored in that game, but that's another topic. Uh, Jeff Green's going to be a big part of the next series. I think if Kevin Love misses the first game, they'll go small, and that'll kind of be better for them. I think that's a better matchup. With Iguodala out, Kevin Love can be on the court more and not be a defensive liability as much. So that's going to be big for the Cavs going forward, and they're going to have to beat them up, drag the game to a halt, and just drag them through the mud. And that's how the Houston was doing it. They were just being muddy ball and just that's what the Warriors struggle with, and they got in their heads. And if you got one guy who can – surviving a muddy game that's lebron james yeah i would just i mean i don't want to really give away my take on the rocket series just yet i kind of wanted to stay on the celtics since they're the losing team and get your guys's thoughts on what they need to do danny more more you because i've heard i heard max is a little bit what do you think they should do this offseason since they lost i don't i don't really think there was anything they absolutely need to do besides keep that group together that group Adding Kyrie and Gordon Hayward to that bunch, that's probably enough to to send you over the Cavaliers. Uh, it also depends on you know where LeBron goes. It it depends on how the other teams fare out. But for the most part, that team, that core, it's a nice core. It's a it's a solid team, a young team with a good, a great young head coach. And we've had arguments about you know who's going to be sitting between Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward. And, you know, all I think all of our points are valid and they're going to explore all of the options, probably try them all out and then see which one they want to go with long term. I can see them, you know, starting Jason Tatum while Gordon Hayward gets his basketball legs back. I can see them then starting Gordon Hayward in big games. You know, there's a lot of different lineups they can go with. And I wouldn't be surprised if they went with all of them. But, yeah, if I'm the Celtics, I, I don't mess with what I have. I keep it, and I try and gear forward for the next year. I think the odd man out, in my opinion, is probably going to be Jalen Brown. I think they are going to keep Gordon Hayward and Tate. Of course, Tatum. They got to keep Tatum and Kyrie. Which is a shame because yeah. Jalen Brown is a heck of a basketball He's great. Player. I mean, 
don't get me wrong like i don't i don't think he's gonna be the odd man out because of skill wise or you know because he's not good i think it's just as of right now i think it just makes more sense to keep jason tatum he's younger not by much understand that but I just feel like Jason Tatum's ceiling is higher than Jalen Brown's. And then the relationship with Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward. Ah, man. I was thinking about it, you know, for them to trade him. But then, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, like Brad Stevens, it's going to be hard for for him to get rid of him. First and foremost, they need to look at his health. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, assuming that Gordon Hayward will be Gordon Hayward in Utah, I mean, that's fine and all, but in reality, that was a big injury. And yes, I know medicine has evolved and it's not that hard to come back from injuries nowadays, but it was still a big injury and he might not be the same. You can't just count on that. So I think first and foremost, they need to look at his health, but yeah, they're going to they're gonna be good. Them and the Sixers, once LeBron either retires or leaves this year from the east and goes to the west um it's gonna be philly and, and boston in my opinion that um start taking over the east and fighting for who goes to the finals uh, i have a quick point to make about what you were saying about jason tatum he's kind of a cross between like paul pierce and i would say maybe kevin durant not in the aspect of like kevin durant's length or athleticism but he's like a bigger stronger paul pierce to me anyway, that's who I think of his game like. And his ceiling, I think he's about three years younger than Paul Pierce was as a rookie. So his ceiling's really high. And I I do truly believe, I don't care if it's Brad Stevens' boy, Danny Ainge don't care. He'll, he traded away a guy who lost his sister and gave everything up for the team in Isaiah Thomas, which I'll say I think he did him dirty a little bit. But if they get the right package for Gordon Hayward and to get rid of all that money they're going to owe him, because I don't think he would ever live up to that contract even without the injury, I think they should pull the trigger and keep Brown and Tatum because I think they both can be better than Hayward. That's- I think either way you're gambling with a deal like that because you you don't know if Gordon Hayward could be amazing with this team and could really elevate them. You don't know if the package that you get back, those players or player that you get, would do the same or if either of those could be negative for their team either way you're it's, gambling it's question, to be honest yeah either way you're gambling at this point i i think the gamble of keeping him with his contracts more of his is more scary than trading him away and getting a little especially because back. Kyrie's coming up Kyrie, rosier tatum and brown are also going to be and coming smart. up yeah well smart's a restricted free agent this year and I don't know about you. I don't think there's a big market for a guy who can't shoot in the NBA anymore, especially when that Word plays the guard. Word out, though, that Marcus Smart wants $12 million, $14 million in that range. Shit. I want $14 million for this podcast, but I'm not going to get it. Yeah, I'm just saying he's not going to come cheap the way he's talking. If I was Danny Ainge, I would let him go, to be honest. Well, I'll say that for the offseason stuff, the, what we're going to talk about later on after the finals are over. Yeah, Danny. I don't know. A guy like that in – some situations is pretty invaluable to your team. I think they showed their youngness by just jacking threes. I think they shot nine for thirty-seven or nine for th- or six for thirty-nine, something around those lines. And at some point, you just got to know, like, man, we're not hitting. We got to go. Especially Marcus Smart and Rozier, who aren't really snipers. They just got to attack the basket. I know Marcus Morris had this great look off that Marcus Smart rebound that only Marcus Smart will get because it's all his game is hustle and grit. But Marcus Smart like pulls the three and it's like you could have just drove to the basket and got an easy layup. 
I just want to say this. Shout out to Jason Tatum for dunking on the King. Shit was dirty. Did you guys see that? I did. Oh, I yeah, thought it was a great dunk. It was really reminiscent of when Jordan Crawford got him at that Nike camp and they didn't let the video out because he was scared. <laughs> the funny part was after the game when he had him in his head, I'm sure LeBron was like, you might have got me with that dunk, but we got you on this series, boy. <laughs> yeah. Know your place. Facts. Bow to the King. Yeah. Rozier's block was ridiculous. That if he dunked that, I'm pretty sure the Cavs would have lost that game. It would have swayed the momentum completely. Exactly. I doubt LeBron said that to Tatum. That was a joke. I really don't know what he said. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't in LeBron's shirt. <laughs> so yeah, now the Warriors Rockets game seven. I mean, honestly, not that much of a difference when it comes to home team jacking up threes, missing and losing, comparison with the Eastern game seven. I watched the game with Danny live, and he looked defeated afterwards. His, the Warrior hate was so present. We were sitting next to Warrior fans, and anytime there was a questionable call, he sounded like a Rocket fan. And I just want to hear his opinion first because it hurt him the most out of everybody. Aww. Play the sad music. That I've told Max it was like the second quarter, and I don't know how much Houston was up by, but I'm like, none of this matters until the third quarter. Nothing matters until the Warriors hit the third quarter. A couple minutes left in the third quarter. That's when it's the the lead is gonna matter. And I was right. They just caught Fuego in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, they had a solid ten to fifteen point lead the entire time and would not give in on it. The Rockets would get you know a couple buckets, and then Clay Thompson or someone would hit a three, and the lead was right back to where it was. And it's it's not easy coming or trying to beat a team like that that can just. You think you have some momentum, and then boom, it's all gone. Those games are just tiring, and they look tired. You know, real quick, I just want to say something funny. When James Harden hit that three and he got fouled, I think that should have been a four-point play. But Danny was like, man, if they lose by four, I'm going to be so pissed. Well, I guess it didn't matter that much. But. Yeah, it didn't. But at the at the time, of course it mattered. And it's not just about losing by four. It's the momentum that a play like that gives you, especially on your home court. If you have a four-point play like that, that's big for your team. That could spark a, that could spark anything. All I gotta say, man, is Houston Rockets take a damn midi, man. That's all I gotta say. Like, how many did they miss? Twenty eight in a row. <laughs> like, bro, like, what are you thinking? Like, bro, like by the fifteenth one, like you will think you'll be like, yeah, I'm not shooting one. And it's not even the fact that they're missing them. I really, th- they, yes, they had good good shots at some points, but most of them. They're just jacking them up there, bro. And it's like, man, try to get to the rim. Like, try to create some penetration. Do something. Like, it's not working. You're not hitting. I'm positive every single shot that they shot, Mike D'Antoni was like, yep, hey, that's a great shot. Keep shooting those. Yeah. Every single And it's like, yeah, bro, I understand. Yeah, we won 62 games doing this, and that's what we run. But 65. Yeah, 65, whatever the hell it was. It doesn't matter now, but... At, at the end of the day, man, it wasn't working. You're going against the defending champs. You got to dig deeper than that. And sometimes you need to just go out of the box and do something that you haven't done. And it, their recipe was just not working. Straight up. It just wasn't working. They went cold at the worst time. And that's what happens to 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 three-point shooting teams. And people may say, yeah, oh, what about the Warriors? The Warriors are a completely different story on how they get their threes. It's nowhere close to what Houston does. It's it's not even that. They have three of the best three-point shooters ever. Houston doesn't have a single one. I wouldn't consider anybody on that team a, one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Golden State has three of those guys. Mike D'Antoni teams do what Mike D'Antoni teams do. 
they get really they do really good in the regular season and show a little bit in the playoffs and then like they always do they fizzle out it doesn't matter what they do they go cold at the wrong time this has been a thing for years with the suns with the rockets last year they fizzled out at the end and they bring in chris paul a guy who constantly gets injured in the playoffs because he can't handle the physicality of the game not taking shots to chris paul that's just a fact look at all his uh playoff tenures in los angeles he got hurt a bunch I understand it's unlucky, it's unfortunate, but that's just the reality of the situation. And like you said, Juan, at some point you got to abandon the three-point. You got to go get some points. You just can't keep shooting 25 threes and getting nothing. I would trade in 20, 10 of those misses for 20 points, and they might have a shot in the game. And it's not its not even that. I mean, people, like, you can still drive it into the basket and kick it right back out. And when they broke that streak, when they broke that dry spell, that's what happened. It was dribble, dry, penetration, and kick it right out for a nice-looking three, a high percentage taking three, and it went in. And I just don't understand why, like... <sighs> It just it just bothers me, man. It bothers me how how the NBA thinks in general because a lot of teams do think like that, and they're not as good as Houston because they don't have a guy named James Harden on their team. But the way basketball is changing with these with these three pointers, man, it's just because a lot of coaches like to think of it like, oh, just throw up as many shots as possible. Like we're gonna make some. Like I don't care how many you miss. I just want them up. Like Dan Tony says, like, I want us to take, like, 63s. I want us to take 53s. Well, it's like, yeah, but at least have them, you know, good-looking threes, not just jacking them up and iso ball. So the Houston Rockets folded. They didn't have Chris Paul, obviously. Yes, that was big. That was huge for them. They needed him. Yeah, and I was telling I was telling a bunch of people that – when the Warriors were going on those big momentum type of pushes, Chris Paul was usually the guy to shut them up, to hit a big shot or to do something to stop the crowd or to stop whatever it was, to stop the momentum. He was he was that guy for them. Yeah, and he likes to work in the intermediate area, like in in, in the middle of the He court. was their mid-range guy. Yeah, so it, it, he was big for them. He was really big, but I still feel like, I just still feel like the Warriors would have still beat them. I'd, I think... I think yeah. they still I was going to ask, do you do either of you think Chris Paul injury? Do you think they win with him playing in game 7 fully healthy? No. I I still believe the Warriors still win. I'm not going to say for sure no cuz none of us know and I'm if I had to pick yes or no, I would probably still give it to the Warriors just cuz I think they're the superior team, but it's hard to say that Chris Paul wouldn't be able to give them the momentum to make a push to make that game closer than it was, especially in that fourth quarter. And it might be a completely different game. And like I said, man, like I said, I I said this last podcast, I just want to say it again, man. I was, I was completely wrong on how the series will actually go. It went seven games. Houston showed something that I did not think that they had. I thought the Warriors were going to win in five games, like maybe even four. I really thought the series was not going to be close and Iguodala getting hurt. Yes. A lot of people may argue that was a big part of it. But in reality, man, Houston Rockets had a lot of grit. P.J. Tucker played his heart out. Trevor Ariza was exhausted after the game. You can tell he played his heart out. Their their whole team in general showed a lot that I didn't think that they had. And I just want to give mad respect to the Houston Rockets for even competing like that against the defending champs. And at the end of the day, I really do think players aside, James Harding aside, injuries aside, Mike D'Antoni 
like Max says, is just not going to get the job done. And it, he, prove it, he proves it every year, year after year after year, team after team after team. Yeah, I mean, this is what he does. He just makes it look really good. But, I mean, he's never gone past this point. I don't think he ever will. You might want to say, oh, well, you had you to play the Lakers. You had to play the Spurs. You had to play the Warriors. Well, good coaches get it done. No excuses. Rick Carlisle got it done. He's He got it done with Dirk and nobody else. He had an old J kid and Jason Terry and Tyson Chandler. This guy's got two of the best offensive players ever. And where do they go from here? Chris Paul's just getting older. They don't got that much cap space. They got free agents who are going to get paid this offseason. And they got Capella. And they got Ryan Anderson's contract. That's probably going to cost them Clint Capella if they don't find a way to move it. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. They had a great season, no doubt. But they got a lot of decisions. And I don't think they're close to competing with the healthy Warriors team. And they really lack the backup point guard to give James Harden any type of breath in game seven. And he's not LeBron James. He can't yeah, go he all 48. he again for the second straight year. He can't do all 48. And people will be like, he's tired. Well, if you don't want to hold LeBron to that standard, don't hold him to that standard. Be consistent with the standards we hold to players. LeBron James doesn't deserve his own set of standards because he's the best player in the world. I think you guys are right about Mike D'Antoni. I mean, the great coaches are those that can adapt to the situation. And I mean, yeah, there are going to be certain instances where you want to stick to the game plan, but there are definitely some some situations that you need to you need to adapt in order to win. Mike D'Antoni's never shown adaptability a day in his life. We he comes to the Lakers. Oh, I got Pau Gasol. I got two of the best post up players in the league. Hey, pal, I'm gonna bench you for Earl Clark so I can run my system. I'm not gonna build it around you guys. Because I'm Mike D'Antoni. I know better than you. Yeah, good job. All you did was run Kobe into the ground. Thanks, Mike. And look what you did this year. You ran James Harden to the ground. He fizzled out in Game 7, the biggest game of your career. Great job. Maybe you could do next year. You could just lose in the first round and save them some time. Yeah, what do you, so it, it, I'm not the biggest Paul Mike D'Antoni fan. Is, is he on a one-year contract? Yeah, he's getting a five-year super max. He's eligible for that. Five years, $208 million. Yeah. But he's 33, so let's pay that guy. Yeah, they're going to pay him, too. I hope not. You don't want to pay that guy that much money. I think they are. I mean, what what other guy are they going to sign? I don't know, but hopefully they can like get him for something less than the five-year max. LeBron James? That's the only way Maybe. he's not signing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I for agree. the Mike D'Antoni mini rant. I'm just not a big Mike D'Antoni fan, and like, I, like he usually does, he doesn't get the job done. I agree with you, Juan. The only way that Chris Paul doesn't get that Supermax deal is if they sign LeBron James. Don't forget, though, their GM is kind of stingy, even though he gave stupid money to Ryan Anderson. Daryl Morey's pretty creative with cap, so maybe he can find someone to take Ryan Anderson's contract. But teams are kind of getting smart to the, ooh, I don't want to take a bad contract because it's going to screw you, screw us up. Yeah, I mean, I really do think they need to get rid of Mike D'Antoni. And people love him. Some people really legitly love him, like, love what what he's done to the game and they feel like his his offense is revolutionary and it works and yeah that's fine man you can win all the regular season games you want but you know what great teams great coaches great players at the end of the day man they don't take it much into the regular season it's all about the playoffs man the Warriors have been cruising all year in the regular season look at the Cleveland Cavaliers they were the what fifth seed Fourth, fourth seed. They were in. They're in the finals, and it just the one basketball is just. It's a marathon, man, and you you got to take it easy. You 
you can't take so much into the regular season. And Mike D'Antoni is a great regular season head coach, but in the playoffs, he has proven that he can't win. He can't go to the finals. He always winds up in this predicament where he loses in the Western Conference finals. Or the semis, mostly. But I got one question. Has there ever been a game that the motto, live by the three, die by the three, was more applicable to? Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. They were letting it fly, man. I'm it's crazy to watch, to be honest. It's 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 insane. It 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 kind of scares me because kids are watching that and you know, they're going to try to do stuff like that. And I just feel I, I, like it's it's a horrible shot. Like the shots that they're taking, like whoever idolizes James Harden, like the typical like 11, 12-year-old kid and it's like you watch James Harden and you want to be like him. It's like, bro, you're going to have terrible shot selection. Like the shots that he takes are just downright terrible. But he's James Harden. He has the talent to do that. And not everyone can take those shots and make it look good like him. I uh, Yeah, I agree. I think Trevor Ariza, though, was probably the worst performance out of everybody. He didn't scratch. I think he shot 0 for 11. They needed something from him. Eric Gordon did all he could. I thought Eric Gordon played his heart out. Clint Capella, of course, he was 20 points, 15 rebounds, did what he did. Draymond played a phenomenal game. KD played great. Steph was Steph. You know, it's nice to see Steph show up in a big game for once. And uh, I shouldn't say for once. He's shown up in big games. But I'm talking more about the finals, looking forward. And I think we should transition into it. Just one more thing. Um, just what you said about Trevor Ariza. I just, I just really think he was playing his heart out on defense. And I think he was gassed. It looked like every time he, his offensive game, he just looked gassed on the other end because he was, he was giving it all out on the defensive end. On yeah, KD. on KD. Yeah, he was holding on for dear life. There's not much yeah, you can do was, against that he guy. Was but gassed, man. You can tell. Like the Reggie Miller and Chris Webber were even noticing it. They're like, man, he has like no legs right now in his jump shot. You're right. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems with their. They had really limited depth. I think the shoulder injury to Luke Mabamute really hurt them. They weren't. He wasn't able to play because he couldn't shoot anything or even finish a layup with how bad his shoulder was. That was a big piece for them too the whole year. All right, Danny, why don't you um, transition this thing? All right, let's go into the the NBA our NBA Finals prediction between Warriors and Cavs uh, starts this Thursday. KD, CD, RD. Cavs and foe. That's all I'm going to say. Nah, they're getting slept. Warriors and four. I mean that. I'm. I, it pains me to say, but I think they'll probably win one game. So maybe 4-1. Like last year? Exactly like last year. <laughs> nothing Nothing I like more than to sit down and watch a rerun of my favorite Well, you movie. know what? Yep. You know what? I got something to say about that. I mean... Yeah, everyone's complaining, saying, oh, it's it's a rematch. You know what? I I love it. I love the rematch. I don't care. If you say to yourself, what what else can you what else can you want? You got the best team in the league against the best player in the world. What else do you want? Do you really want to see the Rockets against the, Cel- the, the against the Celtics? You're going to watch ISO ball against a bunch of young players? Like yeah. are you serious? Like Bro, how do you not want to watch LeBron James against the best team, the best dynasty that he has gone against? Because I know what's going to happen. Isn't your motto like anything's possible? We don't really know. Where's that? 
Where is that, like, optimism now, Danny? Don't tell me it's gone. No, Juan is right. The Cavs and the Warriors is definitely the most marketable matchup out there. I think I have no problem with the rematch. I just wish I had more faith in LeBron's Cavs. It's not about LeBron. It really, he's going to get his. I think he's probably going to maybe should win another finals MVP in a losing effort. I will say this, one quick prediction. Steph Curry, I'm calling you out. You need to win a finals MVP. You've been overshadowed three times in the finals. Iguodala, LeBron, and KD. You haven't played that great in any finals, except maybe last year, but you're not even the man on your team no more. Is KD. So I think he needs to step up and get a finals MVP to solidify his status as a superstar point guard. I agree with you, but I don't feel like that's something he's going to be thinking about. I feel like he's going to be just wanting to win that chip. Um, and yeah, I would completely agree with you. If LeBron had a better team, if LeBron had a better basketball team, I would be way more excited about this matchup, but he doesn't. And so I'm not really, this isn't really something I'm looking forward to. Well, don't forget Iggy's hurt. So their primary LeBron stopper is out. So maybe they got a chance. You Maybe they got to, like I said, they got to take this game to the mud. They can't play up tempo. Yeah, up tempo is um tempo is what the Warriors want. Up tempo, long shots, long rebounds. The Warriors want to get out running as fast as they can and as much as possible. I think the biggest dark horse in this series is gonna be Jeff Green. I feel like if the Cavs have any chance of winning, I feel like him, I think he's gonna be a real big impact. Just because he's gaining some confidence because he's been starting and it kind of fits what the Warriors are doing. Especially if Iggy comes back. Because if Iggy comes back, they can kind of, you know, work with Kevin Love at center or Tristan Thompson at center and put Jeff Green at the four. You know what I mean? And match up speed with speed. Even though you're not going to beat the Warriors at their own game, I'm not saying that. But, I mean, it will help them out to have Jeff Green playing really well in that that position. The thing is, how much can you really rely on someone like Jeff Green? As talented as he is and has as good as he played in game seven and you know he's been having a a good string of games and I like him I like his game I like how he plays basketball and he's honestly as as good of a stretch four as you would want the way that he plays that's what you want at your four it's just how consistent is he really is he going to be consistent enough for yeah that's the big question I'm not saying to the the point where they're going to win I'm not saying they're going to win because of like like I'm just I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm saying if it does happen, if everything starts clicking, because a lot of things have to happen for the Cavs to win. You know, it. Yeah, and this team's all a lot the Warriors different. Need to do is play their game. Yeah, this this team's a lot different. You can't just have LeBron James just, you know, go all over the court, shoot threes, and dunk on everybody, and expect these players to to fold like the Boston Celtics. It's not gonna happen. You need some help, and I really think. If things do start clicking and for them to win, a big dark horse is not a lot of people would expect it, but Jeff Green. That's all I'm saying. Obviously, yeah, George Hill needs to play well. George Hill needs to play like he played in game six and seven. And Tristan Thompson needs to be, you know, on fire on the boards, compete with Draymond Green's intensity. And Kevin Love needs to come out of his shell. He needs to get healthy. A lot of stuff has to happen. And will it happen? Maybe. Is it likely? No. So I'm going. I'm. I'm going with the Warriors. I think it's gonna be five games. I give LeBron one game. I'm. I'm confident that LeBron will win one game. One thing I wanna wanna ask you guys. I was talking to my brother about this. So what if KD has a media? All the Warriors. All the the 
the big four have mediocre series. You know, they're just winning. They're just getting by. And it's just LeBron is averaging 35, 38 points, something crazy like that. I was telling them that LeBron should win the finals MVP, even though he's the loser like Jerry West. What do you guys think about that? I'm all for it. I don't think he'd be for it because I feel like it is a slap in the face to a player to get it when you lose. I'm sure it doesn't feel good, but I think he should have won it the year they lost the first year when everyone was out. Kyrie and Kevin Love was out. I thought he deserved it then over Iguodala, a supposed LeBron stopper, even though LeBron averaged 40, 10, and 10. I get he wasn't that efficient, but he wasn't going to pass the ball to Della Dova and Iman Shumpert all game, was he? Yeah. Exactly. What do you think, Danny? I get where you're coming from with it, but I just I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see the I don't see them giving it to his team unless they win. I feel like they they're gonna keep that Jerry, what happened with Jerry West, and they're just gonna keep it to that. And whoever plays best or has their game for the Warriors, they're gonna get it, which is most likely gonna be Kevin Durant. Do you think Jerry West is a better executive or a player? Executive. One. That's tough, man. Have you ever heard his like free agent pitch to like players, like what they talk, no. about, what he tells them? He's like, um, he's like, you don't want to be like me. You know how many times I went to the finals and lost, and I'm <laughs> tormented by it. It's like, facts, bro, though. I would not want to hear that. I'd be like, God damn, I should probably leave he's my what, team and go in, somewhere. One in nine, one in seven, one in seven, something crazy like yeah, that. Like he lost so many times. Uh, but uh, no, I just think that's crazy. Like, could you imagine? Like, you're Kevin Durant, and he's just like, yeah, how those ten years losing. That was my whole career. I was the best player on my team for so long, and I never got anything accomplished. And I'm tormented to this day. You don't want to end up like me. Sign over here. And more times than not, it's worked. Shaq, Kobe, KD. He's a mastermind of a GM, man. Everywhere he's going has had success, honestly. But, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I don't. I love, I love seeing great players. I mean, I don't want to... T- I don't want to see yeah, I'm Jason with you. Tatum. I have no problem. I don't want to see four. Jason Tatum and all those other young guys in the finals. I want to see the best against the best. And the best is LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors. No debating. That is facts. I would agree with you 100%. Danny? Yeah. He's upset, guys. You just got to give him some space. I'm going to get my violin and play a sad song. Maybe we'll have a Danny obituary next week. So, Danny, you have the Warriors in what? Five. Five. Max, you got it in four. No, I'm taking that back. You sold me. I'm going Cavs and six. <laughs> but you know Jeff Green, baby? You're my Uncle Jeff. That's my uncle. That's Uncle Jeff. Maybe those get Kendrick Perkins in and just have him, like, punch Steph Curry in the face and just knock him out the whole playoffs. And to be honest, man, KD has been struggling ever since game three. He hasn't really been yeah, as efficient. Really, honestly. Curry was struggling, too, and Clay was struggling, too, besides game six. Yeah, Clay's been getting in foul trouble lately. If the Warriors don't play good, we know LeBron is going to play good. So, I mean, it might not be as much as we're going to say. I mean, it's it's not likely that the Warriors are going to play terrible. But if they don't have good games, which it's not impossible, we know LeBron's going to have a good game. And so Le- that's where we think LeBron is going to steal a couple if the Warriors don't play as good. But if it's more than just a couple games where they don't play as good, LeBron can steal the whole thing. Yeah, if they come out with that like first-half intensity for like a couple games and not put it together in the third quarter, I, see, I could see that happening. Because, I mean, that's kind of crazy how like they just turn it on. I mean, at some point, you think that will run out? It, it's it's possible. It, I mean, There's that optimism back. It's, it's possible. I don't know. 
it's it's a tough thing to try and predict because you don't know how they're going to play. Um, but more often than not, they play well. They 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 don't have those they have those bad games far and few in between. Juan, do you think the Warriors' magic could run out in the third quarter? I don't think so, man. I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't see something like that just stopping. One thing I I did want to ask you guys: What's your guys' most intrigued matchup of this series? What are you guys most excited to see? Kendrick Perkins versus E40. Let's <laughs> we'll see if he can take up. Nah, that'd be funny though. It would LeBron versus everyone because I'm just no, I'm not. I'm just I honestly mean that. Like if Eagle Dollar don't play, who who's gonna be the primary defender? KD. It'll be interesting to see if KD's workload on defense impacts his offense. Because I don't think anyone's as in good shape as LeBron James is right now. He's probably going to average 48 the whole series. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I I would kind of agree with you. You kind of stole mine. I was going to say whoever's guarding LeBron, I would just like to see how they do it. I know that's like a really typical answer. I'm also really excited to see Steph Curry go through hell again in the series. I'm sure he's going to be targeted every play almost. Uh, just he's like used Houston to it did by to now, him. man. I think he's really yeah. used to it. I'm sure he's annoyed with it, though. At some point, he's like, God, this again. And if I, I think a really good matchup too is that's if Tristan Thompson actually comes out and plays like Tristan Thompson, like you know, like on a Before scale of one to ten, days. and he's playing ten the best he can be. I'm gonna love to see that matchup with Draymond Green and see them go at it. Hey, he, when they found out he cheated, that was right before the game seven, and in that game seven he balled out. Was that really before yeah. Game Seven for Indiana? I got, uh, do you think Draymond brings up the cheating in trash talk? I hope he does. I hope Draymond elbows someone. I hope he fucking like, why'd you leave her? Punches really quick. If Draymond Green was guarding Chris Paul, the play got hurt. You think people would have said it was a dirty play? Yes, I think so too. It wasn't a dirty play at all. I thought it was just a freak thing. But if Draymond Green's there, they're like, oh, Draymond strikes again. The biggest matchup is going to be J.R. Smith against his Hennessy. That's old J.R. This is new J.R. J.R. has a family now. <laughs> yeah, he already lived his life. Yeah, he's been the best him he can be. Now he's got to be J.R. Smith, family man. You think you should go by Earl again? Earl Smith? Earl Smith. <laughs> yeah, he has um, to show up big. All the role players have to show up big. Yeah, that's pretty much Yeah, it's pretty much. But you know what? I'll say this. Warriors' depth is not what it was once. Because they used to just wear teams out with their depth. It's really not there. The first guy off the bench is like Sean Livingston. I mean, he's their best bench player now. It used to be Iggy off the bench, Leandro Barbosa, Festus uh, Azili, RIP. That might be a precursor in the next week's podcast about our f- funeral we're going to have. But uh, their depth's really not there anymore. So maybe they can get worn down by LeBron. You can just wear them down physically. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Danny? What's your most um, the matchup? Intriguing that... matchup of the finals. Nah. Yeah, probably what, what Max said. Whoever's guarding LeBron and whoever's guarding Kevin Durant. So predictions for finals MVP, who is it going to be? The biggest snake on the court. <laughs> Lebanon James. <laughs> I'm going with Curry, man. I think I think he's going to get it. Wardell ain't doing a goddamn thing. Oh, hey, we'll see. I think LeBron I think block he's gonna him win until it. Aisha cook him up something nice. I think Facts. he's gonna torch George Hill. You know what? George Hill, Mister IUPUI is coming back. All right. Facts. <laughs> Danny it's is nice hoping. Danny, on my side Danny for is hoping for injuries. Facts. Hoping for. I'm hoping cheating that, girlfriends like, Smith goes just out, to throw parties off the, really hard the and gets like the flu. 
and then passes the flu to every single person on the court and the NBA Finals gets canceled. They're like, Houston, Boston, come on, we need you. These guys are sick and we need to pay these tickets off, boy. That would be the greatest flu game in history. Michael Jordan have nothing on that flu game <laughs> if everybody played sick. But uh, do you want to wrap it up, one, or can we uh, talk about one quick thing that's heavy on my heart right now? Go ahead. Brian Coangelo, the GM of the 76ers, just found out that he has like burner accounts on Twitter, and he's been criticizing his players and leaking their information on Twitter as like an unsuspecting fan. Just wanted to get your thoughts about that. Like he leaked like Jaleel Okafor's confidential medical information as a Twitter fan. True snake. Danny, is he a snake? You know, I know a thing or two about snakes. That is one big snake. That's pretty awful, right, Juan? <laughs> the yeah, GM's bad. leaking information. He's criticizing players. That's that's unbelievable, man. I know another snake with a lot of burner accounts too. NBA that snake's in the never finals. Look at him the same. He's pretty you much. Think they want to bring back Sam Hinkie. You think they bring back Hinkie and tear it all down again? <laughs> we'll see. Are you down? <laughs> Rebuild the process. Hinkie knew what he was doing. Look at him. I think he just bothered the NBA people by being so open about tanking and being like, yeah, we're going to suck on purpose just so we can get the picks. So that's how we got to do it. Yeah, if he had said, you know, been more positive about it instead of having that max aura about him, then I think they would have they would have kept him. He'd still have a job there. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Expansion Team Podcast. If you want to follow us on our social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Expansion Team Podcast and on Twitter at Expansion Team 3. Go ahead and uh, like, comment, subscribe, everything. You know, give us your opinions on everything that we say. You know, everything is, is welcome. Thank you for listening. This is Scoops, and I'm gone and sad. Yep, this is Juan signing out once again. iTunes, iPhone users, rate us, comment down below, subscribe to our channel, and keep on supporting us. We thank everybody who listens to the podcast every single week. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, go Raiders. This is Max supporting the team that's going to finish in fourth place in the AFC West this year, the Oakland Raiders. Go Raiders, baby. Go Raiders. Right, peace out. <laughs> peace. Black Sunday. <laughs>